0: My whole life has become, I, you don't get how young you are. Damn it.
1: Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How are you today?
0: Doing okay, thanks.
1: Q&A day.
0: Yeah, it is. We love a Q&A. Yeah, we get so many questions.
1: I know, I'm honored.
0: Yeah, you'd think that I thought when we started this podcast, we'd do a Q&A and then be like, okay, we just have to make up questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it actually was an early fear of mine that yeah. we wouldn't get enough questions to make this podcast sustainable. Mm-hmm. And that has really not been our issue. And so no, thank the, you guys for trusting us. Thank
0: you. Yeah, the issue is actually, um, we have so many questions we feel bad that we can't get to all of
1: them. Yes, exactly. Do you feel ready to get to the ones we have chosen? bring them let's do it this first question is from a Mm. dear shandy i can't write this email without first saying that i've been a bachelor fan for so many years people come and go but charlene has stood the test of time Mm, she has so much love for you and you and andy together heart thank you a it's nice to get started i'm 23 a law student in new york city and moved here mid-pandemic wow It's safe to say the transition has been a bit rough, but I am quite independent, have incredible friends, and love that I'm finally one step closer to achieving a dream of mine. I am having some trouble staying motivated to date. I've never been in a serious relationship and fall into the situationship pitfall where someone doesn't want to commit but enjoys hanging out. I've always ended these situations unsatisfied and a bit confused. Since things started opening up in May, I decided to put myself out there and get on the apps. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I was immediately overwhelmed. Everyone started looking the same. And while I am not afraid of showing interest first, I found myself mindlessly swiping with no action. I love how honest that is. Everyone started looking the same. Right. I can see that happening. Totally. A couple of months ago, I messaged a guy. We went out and there was immediate comfort and chemistry. I was hopeful. After talking and casually dating for about two months, he pulls out the I'm not ready for anything serious line. He's 26, by the way. Everything up to that point had been indicating and leading otherwise. So my question is, is it even worth looking right now? For context, I'd like to think I am a smart, attractive most days, some other days, it's just not happening, dance and have other hobbies and have a full single life. While I do not need a relationship, as I get older, I want a partner to share life experiences and grow with or at the bare minimum, get that experience for myself. I am definitely a romantic and think this is an important part of life and should be prioritized. But it is so exhausting to put myself out there on my few free nights, starting liking someone, be met with a dead end, and then give myself the pep talk of it's not me. Well, it could be. <laughs> Any advice is appreciated. Love, A. So the, the main question is, is it even worth looking?
0: I mean, I think the answer is clear, but yeah. it's, it's not easy I think to it's really- easier said than done. Yeah, it's easy for me to say, yeah, go and date. It's go find it. Get out there. Mm -hmm. But it's she's dealing with a lot of roadblocks. And I understand that.
1: Yeah, I a, I mean, you're 23. You're so young. You just moved to this new city in May. I would give it a little more time. I kind of feel like you're letting what dating is get to you. Yeah. Like you're, you're, I think that she's internalizing it a bit too much and making it reflect herself where he's a 26 year old guy. Maybe he also recently moved to New York city. Like the odds of him really looking for anything serious are slim to none anyway. I just think that 23, this is the time to go on a couple of dates, date someone for two months and then be told that it's not her. Like th- that is what steals you for the rest of your life. It's what gives you a thicker skin.
0: Yeah. I I do not think she should shy away from dating just because she's run into some situations with guys that are being guys who are in 2021.
1: Yes, exactly. Also guys guys in New York City. It's not like she's in some small town. Young
0: men on dating apps in New York City in 2021 is not a friendly playing field. No. Everyone gets that. Especially people who are a little older who kind of can look on the playing field with a little more perspective. Mm -hmm. But... You got to still get out there. Yeah. You know, you got to play the game. You got to be out there. But again, another but it is important to really develop yourself and to really get into something you love and feel good about what you're doing Mm -hmm. um, to make yourself a better partner. And I'm not saying she's not a great partner. What I'm saying is that she can have her cake and eat it too. I think she seems to be Going down a path that she really loves. Yeah. She said something in there about her dreams are slowly manifesting. I don't know. I just (laughs) paraphrased that. Something to that effect. You got the gist. But she's in the city. She really wanted to be in. She's young. Mm -hmm. It's like pandemic is Mm -hmm. sort of going away. (laughs) or Maybe she's pursuing a a career, I believe, that Mm -hmm. she really is excited about. So I think she should throw herself into that and really embrace it and embrace the things that she loves to do and embrace the moment and not put so much pressure on like finding some guy to like, you know, ride off into the sunset with. Just just be 23, chase your dreams, focus on you and have fun. If it's just fun, then have it. If the guys aren't serious, then you use that for your fun.
1: Yeah. There's two things that stand out to me here. The first is that she seems really focused on whether or not the guy wants to be with her. And there was very little to do with whether or not she wanted to be with the guy. She said that there was chemistry and connection and whatever. But when you're 23, it's easy to get caught up in the trap of like, oh, does he like me? Oh, does he want to commit to me? Does he want me to be his girlfriend? But Mm -hmm. really, ultimately... Do you want to be his girlfriend? Do you want him to be your boyfriend?
0: And the irony is most times you'll find out that you never did want to be his girlfriend. And you're stuck now in month eight of a relationship that's crap.
1: Yeah. And honestly, I actually think a lot of wanting someone to be your boyfriend has a lot to do with you wanting them to want you to be their girlfriend.
0: Totally. And when they don't want to be your girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever friend. Yeah. Oftentimes that makes them more attractive. Of
1: course. Which
0: it shouldn't, but it does just because of human nature.
1: Yeah. Oh, the other thing, I had two things. Mm -hmm. The other one was she said, I want to gain these experiences. How is this not an experience?
0: Of course, this is experience.
1: This is life. And honestly, too, we have to bear in mind that I feel like life is a giant game of Mm whack-a-mole. How often do all the pieces fall into place for you? You might have the perfect relationship, but your career, you might hate your career. Maybe you have family issues. All I'm saying is that she's got a lot going for her right now. And like you said, this is just something she can chip away at on the side while she's pursuing her Singledom.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm in. I agree with everything you said. With the whack mole analogy, you never have whacked all the moles. No, it's impossible. There's always a mole popping up. Yes, in both the actual game of whack a mole, which is I hate one of my (laughs) low bottom five games (laughs) of all time. (laughs) I absolutely despise, <laughs> it gives me anxiety just seeing a whack-a-mole at the carnival. But anyway, that's not important. The point is in life, you never have all the moles whacked. No. Ever. There's always, I've, I've had it. I've been like, sometimes I'll just sit back and be like, wow, everything's not. Nice. I'm like, oh no, there's that one thing.
1: Yes. And
0: if there's not that one thing, then suddenly it's existential dread. Like, oh my God, I'm going to die one day. Like well, you, you can't have the everything in You place. have
1: to have not all the moles whacked. The
0: moles can never all be whacked. There has done. to be a mole.
1: That honestly, life is
0: mole-whacking. Without <laughs> mole-whacking, there's no life.
1: Honestly, A, if I could go back and tell my 23-year-old self a single piece of information from this conversation, it would yeah. be exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. I feel like at 23, you have this idea that when you're, in, when you're 30, when you're 40, whatever, that it looks like X, Y, Z. and all, Pretty much it looks like all the moles are whacked, yeah. more or less. You know? There are
0: more moles than ever.
1: Yeah. You don't even
0: have a hammer anymore. It's just all moles <laughs> laughing at you. That's, that's what happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I feel like a lot of these questions that are too early 20-something mm-hmm. women yeah. <laughs> tend to have a similar message. But I really think it applies here once again, which is Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy the rejection. I know that oh, sounds yeah. easy so for me sweet. to say.
0: Such sweet rejection. Yeah,
1: like you did. You spent two months with the guy. It wasn't Who two cares? years. Yeah. This is all an experience. And you know what? You have all the time in the world. Things will fall into place. I agree with Andy. Keep pursuing the things that you're doing your career, your singledom, your hobbies, your social yeah. circle. Mm-hmm. This is going to fall into place. This yeah. is a non-issue. Yes, keep looking, keep putting yourself out there, yeah. and but don't t- make it your only thing. No,
0: that the main focus for you right now should be you. Yeah. And whether you is the dating you or the career you or the having fun or trying new things you, it's all you for now. And I have to say, now that I am, you know, Methuselah, <laughs> I, the, 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 the adage, adage, Adage.
1: adage. I always think it's a dodge, but it it's should not. be a dodge. <laughs> but
0: it's adage. It is yeah. adage, or is it adage? Is it a soft G, or is it adage? Adage. adage. It's adage. Yes. Both are right.
1: No, not both are right. <sighs> okay, what's the adage?
0: That youth is waste on the young. Yes. And and and, and as a as a uh, appendix to that adage, <laughs> I will say that you never really think you're young. After the age of 21, you always think, oh, oh, I'm an adult now. Yeah. And, and you never exp- embrace, you're like, oh, I'm sure a few people do, but they're in the minority. But you never in those early 20 years or like, or mid 20 years, you're never like, oh, I'm really young. This yeah. is cool. You're yeah. always like, oh, I'm old. Yeah. I remember myself when I was 26 and I had a bad breakup. I was like, oh my God, this is the end. <laughs> I'm never getting married. I'm going to die. My life's going to be a failure. Like I had no idea I was a baby. Yeah. I've talked to people. They're like, well, I'm 25 now. So, you know, I really got to (laughs) get things moving. And I'm just like. Sorry, I was having trouble getting the, the bullets and everything.
1: You seem to know your way around Yeah, it was that, a revolver. Right?
0: I, was, I had to open the thing, then put the bullet in, then close it, then cock it, then shoot it.
1: From. No, it's true. She said that at some point. She says, while I do not need a relationship as I get older, I want a partner to share Like, You know, 23, just enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy. And I would also say when you're dating, focus on whether or not you want him. Whether or not he fits in your life, whether or not he's what you're looking for. Yeah. Too many women fall in the trap of wandering time. the other way around. She's got
0: so much time yes. to have so many of these dumb little yeah. dalliances yes. and just say, nah, yeah. not for me.
1: The key is that you don't let it chip away at your self esteem. 26 year old no guy in New York City. Yeah. This was, <laughs> let's be honest, we wouldn't have put our money on this working out anyway. <laughs> 100%.
0: Yeah. It's, it's the most advanced place to date yes. online. In your early 20s, I think in the world, maybe L.A. is If you can do it here, you can do it anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's what Frank Sinatra said. Really? I mean, many people have said. (laughs) I I don't think he wrote the song, but if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. That's true. And I always think about that. Yeah. Anytime I'm close to making it, I'm like, oh, I almost did the thing Frank Sinatra said. (laughs) Makes me feel better. And then I always fail. I'm like, nope, didn't make it
1: another mole needing to be whacked
0: yep gotta have the moles no moles no life
1: okay a good luck relax a bit all right this next question is from anonymous good evening (laughs) (laughs) i have quite literally never done this before but i would love to hear y'all's point of view i'm a 27 year old woman who has been single for three to four years recently i have met this incredibly handsome 35 year old man He and I met back in June of 2021 through Hinge. He travels a lot for work and he was in my city for a work thing. We matched and we met up for drinks. It was a great time and we ended up having sex afterwards. He flew back to his hometown and we texted a little bit. However, I am the type of person who doesn't beat around the bush about my feelings and thoughts. I didn't know how to navigate the limbo stage of, I don't know the next time I'll see him and I don't know if we'll text a lot or never speak to each other again. I ended up texting him a long message that definitely came off strong and did not communicate well that I wanted to get to know him until I see him him again if I see him again. He never responded and we didn't talk for three to four months. Hmm. I got drunk one night and ended up messaging him on Instagram. (laughs) He apologized for not responding and I also apologized for coming off really strong. After chatting we both made the spontaneous decision to have me fly down to see him for a weekend. I definitely have a crush on him but I was really just looking forward to having a good weekend which involved amazing sex, the beach, and dates. I flew down a week and a half after chatting for the first time in four months. It was the craziest thing I have ever done. It ended up being an amazing weekend. We laughed, talked, had sex, and just got to know each other. He was extremely affectionate, romantic, and sensitive. However, he is a very tough slash strong man physically, and you can tell he has some walls up. He has mommy issues, and he also got out of a relationship about eight months ago, and I think he's still dealing with the emotions from it. Towards the end, I was definitely wanting more. We briefly, briefly as all caps, discussed him coming to see me sometime the next month. So there definitely was a desire to see each other again, or so I thought. We chatted a little bit after I got back, just sending each other lighthearted, funny, and flirty text messages. Two weeks after the trip, I texted him and said, Hey, handsome, smiley emoji, when's the next time I'll see you? And never got a response. You're I, nodding, knowing I
0: handed. was 100% sure there'd be no
1: response wow. to that. I hate to be this I'm 95. Chi- <laughs> I to be a dick, you know. I hate to be this chick, but he is still looking at my social media, so I'm confused. Is he going radio silent again? Was this all about the sex for him? What should I do? Should I text him? Should I play it cool and act like it never happened? I really feel something with this guy and could really see something coming out of it, but I don't know what he's thinking. Please help me, Anonymous. Okay,
0: so just to cut to the chase here, you really feel something and you think there could be something here? Yeah. He does not feel something and does not think there could be something here. Yeah. It's clear as day. This is one of those easy questions. He... Had a good sex. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I honestly think he, the good sex is one of the reasons she's so attached. Yes. She said it was amazing sex.
0: And the good sex is probably one of the major reasons why he after three to four months of silence was like, Yeah, why not? She was fun and we had good sex. Yeah. Why wouldn't I, if she's
1: game if she's willing to hop on to a hang flight. Out, yeah. She's
0: willing to hop on a flight, come to me. Yeah. Why wouldn't I do it? Yeah. The three to four months silence after the first engagement has to be looked at and is the only thing that needs to be looked at. Yes. Everything else is just kind of predictable, but who cares?
1: Yeah. And what gets me is that she was the one to reach out. After she the was the to one to reach months. out. There's, this is anonymous. A, there's a lot you of- put yourself in this situation. I'm not saying he's without fault, but, she really has to take responsibility for the fact that she's the one that has kept this going for as long as it has.
0: And and if she can handle it emotionally, fine, but it appears that she has emotional connection to this. Mm-hmm. And that's not cool. And she's she's hurting herself by yeah. doing this. Absolutely no, she should not reach out to him in any way. Should she care that he's looking on her social media? Absolutely not. Okay.
1: Can we talk about how everyone puts way too much stock in that? Everyone's
0: looking at everyone's social media. They don't necessarily want to marry you. I mean, I don't even do social media much, and I'm still finding myself looking at people I don't care about on (laughs) social media. It's the way it's done.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think that when someone likes a post or looks at a story, that is worth literally nothing. 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 Zero. I don't think there's any value in that.
0: If he felt that that first weekend or however much time they spent together was worth investment, Mm -hmm. you would have heard from him. Not only heard from him after it, you would have heard from him probably every day or every other day or at least once a week yeah. for the next few months. Mm-hmm. No, 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 don't do it again. I'm not, forget about this. This is a hard cut the cord 100% maybe he'll come back who cares if he comes back this is not for you
1: my concern is that maybe he will circle back at some point and be like oh you look hot in this photo or whatever yeah what are you doing
0: this weekend can you fly back for another weekend to my home so I don't have to leave my living room
1: anonymous I really think you should let this one go I know it might feel like it's special and once in a lifetime At the end of the day, you need both parties to feel that way. And he has made it abundantly clear with his actions that he doesn't feel that way. I don't care how sensitive and sweet he was on the weekend. If he didn't communicate with you at all afterwards, he's done it twice now. There comes a point where you have to look at patterns. I agree.
0: I agree. And honestly, in this case, he's both definitely not interested, but also not totally in the wrong. I'm not vilifying this guy. No, at all. I'm
1: not vilifying him either. Actually,
0: you anonymous, I'm not saying you made a mistake. Look, this is—it's it's very easy to judge people in this situation. You had feelings. You felt like he wasn't that interested. You were curious. You wanted to know why. I get it. You're totally human mm-hmm. and expected. Yeah, but. The fact is, if you never reached out again, there's a very good chance that would have been the end of that. Yeah. So you got to understand that you brought him back in. He basically took the lazy man's route of like, hey, if she's going to fly to me for a fun weekend, I'm not necessarily going to turn thing it down. is like,
1: as much as it would be easy to be like, oh, this scumbag, he's playing with her emotions. No. 99% of men would have done the same thing. Right. Well, she kind of fell in his lap.
0: And she made it, I'm guessing the way that she went about it, made it seem like he could put her in a casual zone.
1: Like yes. she was not like, I really
0: love you and I want to have a relationship with you. Who's more like, hey, it was fun to hang out. You want to do that again? Like the three to four months silence was all she needed to know. She never should have contacted again. Totally not again, agree. human response. I'm not blaming her, uh, you anonymous. Yeah. But having seen that three or four months response, everything he did after that, I cannot vilify him for. Yes. What I don't like is that she let him have her again instead of moving on to the next thing.
1: Yes. To someone who gives a shit. Yes. And anonymous, before we wrap this simple one, Mm -hmm. I would read up on, look, I'm not judging anyone who has sex on the first date. I actually am like power to you. If you can do that, I recommend listening to our episode with Tracy McMillan, where we talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know, there is a hormonal thing happening here. She had the sex is amazing. She had sex the first time they ever met. Would she really have been that attached to him had all that oxytocin not been released after that amazing sex? Who knows? You may learn that it actually might not serve you in the long run to do that. And again, I'm not. not, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm judging her. It really is coming from a place of self-preservation. Yeah. You want to make sure that you're both in this and that you really like him for him and not just because the amazing sex sort of right. blurred your perception of this, rela- sure. this so-called relationship. This isn't even a relationship. No, it's
0: not even close. And you have to know yourself. Like there are people, many, many, many people out there who can have sex on the first date and be like, peace out, I yes. don't care. Yeah. And then there are some who it's like, I well, well, need to see women. this person again. And you have to know who you are. Yes. And if you're the, the latter... You have to be very careful. That's yeah. all.
1: Again, and it's not coming from an anti-feminist standpoint. It really no, is. I just don't care different. if
0: you have sex before the first date. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if you have blindfolded sex with someone you've never seen or heard from before. It doesn't yeah. matter. But you have to know yourself. Can you deal with it emotionally? Yes. And if you can't, you're going to end up in a situation like this, and it's uh, it's not good.
1: Yeah. Some people can do it. To be honest, I actually think the majority can't. And that's why you end up getting these lopsided dating, early dating stages, quote unquote, relationships yep. yes. where the woman wants more. She's really attached. And the guy's kind of like, because eh. I'm sorry, the same hormones are not released for the man.
0: Mm, I, can, I can vouch for that.
1: They don't get attached from sex and sex alone. They do not. Yeah. So anonymous, keep your, keep your head up, but do not, please do not reach out to this guy again.
0: Not allowed don't to don't do it. Not allowed to. This is a this is an actual shandy law. This <laughs> is a law. You will be breaking a law by yeah. reaching out to We'll
1: him. be very, very, very upset with you and we'll take you're...
0: action. There will be action. <laughs> Repercussions.
1: Do we have advice for if he reaches out, which I think he could
0: she has two choices one is completely ignore which mm-hmm. i would prefer yeah two is some friendly like you know thanks but i've you know i'm either seeing someone else or i'm just i'm not i don't think you know i, I want something serious this doesn't seem good to me so yeah. you know paraphrasing yeah whatever, yeah something like that
1: let's say he reaches out and he's like hey i've been thinking about you for a long time i really feel bad that i never replied like give me another chance Blah 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 well the blah.
0: question she has to ask herself does she want to spend does Forget about spending the rest of her life. Let's just say a relationship, yeah. a functional relationship for a year or two. Does she want to commit a significant portion of her youth to a relationship with a guy who literally three to four months after your first sexual experience did not reach out to yeah. you at all? Yeah. I mean, that's the question I would ask myself.
1: And hopefully the answer to that is no.
0: Yeah. So respect yourself. Don't think of this guy as an option even if he comes back with some bullshit yeah sorry it 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 died three days after your first date it was it was on the table the body was tagged and you're the over. one who
1: kept it alive yes or, i mean I don't know no if she, kept she, it alive. she
0: she she reanimated <laughs> it it's like a horror movie oh, it's like <laughs> like
1: oh <down." laughs> Oh, Anonymous. I hope that you move on as swiftly as possible. Go on dates with other people. Please. Keep your options open. Okay, moving on. Charlene. Yes? I was
0: wondering. Yes? Did you enjoy the uh, dinner you had last night?
1: I did. The one that I cooked for you, actually.
0: Uh, Oh, that's correct. (laughs) Yes.
1: I feel like you asked that question (laughs) as though you had cooked it for me.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to take credit in front of all our fans while you know the truth.
1: Obviously, we're talking about HelloFresh, and that's not why I'm upset, because it was so little work.
0: So little work that I might as well have cooked it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So in case you've been living under a rock, HelloFresh is a meal delivery kit where they send perfectly portioned ingredients Mm -hmm. to your door, Mm -hmm. along with recipes, and you can create delicious and fresh and healthy meals at home. And we're big fans, and we've been using it every single week here in Seattle. We've had a weekly delivery. And actually, I think using meal kits while you're traveling is underrated, because are you going to eat out every meal when you're traveling?
0: I didn't even think of it as an option, because I just, I'm I'm old fashioned. I think like wherever you live, that's where the meal kits come, (laughs) but they can go anywhere. Yeah.
1: This is a national product. Just change your address. So we have a special offer for our listeners, the Shandy's. Go to hellofresh.com slash Shandy16 and use code Shandy16. That's one six.
0: What does the one six stand for? (laughs) What does that mean? To
1: get up to 16 free meals plus three free gifts. It's out of control.
0: So go to HelloFresh.com slash Shandy16 and use code Shandy16 for up to 16 free meals
1: plus three free gifts. <laughs> in case you weren't incentivized by 16 free yeah. meals. There's also huh. some gifts yeah, in so there. So you <laughs> say
0: you can get me 16 free meals, but are there any
1: free <laughs> gifts? This next question is also from Anonymous. Oh. Ah. A lot of anonymous this <laughs> Dear Shandy, hmm. first of all, thank you for hosting such a refreshing podcast. Thank Aww. you. Each ad- hosts. Oh, sorry? Hosting. Hosting.
0: I know one else is doing it. <laughs> I guess we're the hosts.
1: Each episode adds extra joy to my day. I'm 26 and live in Southern California. My friend from college is getting married and I plan to attend. However, my ex-best friend will also be attending, and I'm not sure how I will interact with her. This ex-best friend, we'll call her Kay, is also 26 years old, and we were best friends throughout college. We shared our secrets, our dreams, our love interests, and many, many laughs. However... This friendship came to an end when my father passed away two months before graduation. When he passed away, I shared the news with my friend, but she did not show any type of support. It was strange because acquaintances who I didn't talk to at all that much offered to cook my family meals, attend the funeral, and help in any way they could. I'm not the best at asking for help, but I really felt sad when my best friend didn't reach out once to me. After this happened, I chose to distance myself from her because I felt as though maybe she wasn't as good a friend as I thought. After a few weeks passed, she would only text me when she had no one to go to a party with, and occasionally she would come up to me drunk at a party to make small talk. So... Now that our mutual friend is getting married, I'm nervous to see Kay because I don't know what to say. I don't know many other people going to the wedding very well, and I don't have a plus one, so I can't lean on these two options. Am I overreacting for feeling a lot of anxiety about seeing this ex-best friend? Should I pretend like nothing happened? I hope you can help, Anonymous. So it sounds like it's been a couple of years. She's 26. This was two months before graduation. Assuming they didn't. Graduate, no. I don't know, in their mid twenties. It's it sounds like it's been a few years. Yeah. I have thoughts on this, but do you want to go first?
0: First of all, I think a wedding is never a place to bring any drama yes. of yours. Yeah, if the bride and groom want to have drama, that's their prerogative. Mm-hmm. But you do not bring it.
1: Yeah. Also, we're th- guests. Yes,
0: at their day. <laughs> yeah. So save the confronting your ex friend for another time. But but that being said, I think said, it's not so
1: much about confronting. She just wants to. I, get along and I, is nervous I, about seeing her. I
0: think a friendly hello if necessary. Just treat her like she's an acquaintance. Yeah. This friend, friend, I believe, was never really, really, really a tight friend. Maybe there was a period of their lives where they were friends. Well, they
1: were college friends, which I mean, a huge part of college is partying.
0: I have many college friends who I thought were like lifelong friends. Yeah. And for better or worse, I never speak to them anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's very honest. Yeah.
0: And, and it's no hard feelings. No. Both, almost There's no one. It's not like anyone else like, oh, I don't like that person. It's just like we you drift apart. You grow up. You, you become an adult. You move. Yeah. You do your own thing. And, and a lot of it is
1: because of things like this where you're like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't even have a moment like this. It's just like you said, you just drift apart. You just go in different directions. Yeah. I actually think it's rare you get something like this to happen that actually is the impetus for your drifting apart. True. I think that there are different types of friendships. Obviously, we're going to talk about this for a moment. I think that there are people who don't know how to deal with grief, other people's grief. Yes, this is true. This is a very common thing that now in my 30s, I can say is a thing. I don't think it makes someone a bad person when they don't know how to handle your grief. It might sound selfish. And I'm not saying it's not, but I don't think it makes them a bad person when they... No. Maybe they have their own issues with death and loss and grief that they need to come to terms with. Or they're
0: super emotionally walled off when it comes to that stuff. Yes. And it gives them great anxiety and they just don't know what to do. It's exactly. Just a, it's the way their genetics have made
1: them. Yes. And I'm not defending Anonymous, your friend, for dropping the ball when your father died. Mm-hmm. But to me, that's a moment where you're like, oh, I, I now categorize this differently. Yeah. This is not the friend I go to for deep conversations. Drinking buddy. Yes. Real friend. Yes. Drinking
0: buddy. Real friend.
1: Totally. And hello. Can they both
0: be the same person? Sometimes. Often. Yeah, Sometimes. if you're lucky.
1: Once in a while. But in
0: this case, she was her college party friend, mm-hmm. but she's not her dad dying friend. No. Nor does it appear that she's her anything but going to parties with friend. Yeah.
1: And you know what a wedding is? Party. A big party. You're right. Anonymous, I don't think you should hold this against your friend any more than you already have personally. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you should bond with her at this wedding, but I do think you're kind of making this something more than it needs to be in in this moment, which is, you know, you haven't seen her in a few years. It would seem Mm. just treat her like an acquaintance. Like you said, Andy, and you can be perfectly cordial with each other and you can have a nice time. Meet other people. Otherwise, other than her, she calls it the elephant in the room. This friend, that's the Mm. title of the email. Other than the friend, pretend you've gone to this wedding and you know absolutely no one what would you do you would make new friends you would make conversation with the people at your dinner table
0: yeah and if she's and if she's, she's really not issue is what i'm saying if she's really hurting like she feels like she's alone at this wedding and no one's talking to her and she's freaking out mm-hmm. she could go up to her friend and be like hey what's up you know yeah. just like how's it going yeah good to see you like and see where that goes and if her friend acts like totally cold and disses her then that's probably a wedding she should leave early <laughs> It's <laughs> my opinion.
1: I yeah. I think she should treat this wedding as though she happens to know someone who's there, but not rely on it in any way. Right. Not rely on it socially, exactly. emotionally, nothing. Exactly. And, and she, don't uh, to this to the point where it doesn't give her anxiety going to the wedding.
0: Yeah, she should go to the wedding with an open mind. Like this could be very fun. Mm-hmm. This could be like whatever. Yeah. But this is not going to be awkward and seedy, and that's it.
1: Yeah. Again, I just want to reiterate, anonymous. Just because someone doesn't handle your grief the way you would for a friend doesn't... They might be a different kind of friend than you thought, but it doesn't make them necessarily a bad person because I do think (laughs) grief is one of those arenas where you just don't really know what you're going to get. I think sometimes people are surprised by themselves by how they behave with their own grief or with other people's grief. I
0: completely agree with that. And I really, again, have to reiterate, there are drinking buddies, and there are real lifelong friends. Mm-hmm. Were and there. they both
1: have a place in this world.
0: They both have a place, and they're both friends. Yes. But one is more specialized. It's like a surgeon who only does eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is a GP. <laughs> you go to them for any problem. She's got to know what type of friend these are. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if in the right scenario, at the right party, mm-hmm. She could have a blast with this old friend. Absolutely. But if something happened to her the next day, like she got hit by a truck, don't count on the friend for coming (laughs) to the hospital. (laughs) Again, drinking buddy, friend, drinking buddy,
1: friend. (laughs) All right. Anonymous. There's no need to hold on to grudges. And a huge part of your 20s is figuring out these friendships and Mm. and differentiating them.
0: Yes. I do believe that. Yes. Okay. good luck.
1: Go to the wedding and have fun. Yeah. All right, this next question is from Mr. A.
0: Mr. A? Yes. Oh, he has a title. Yeah. <laughs> He's a very a very distinguished A.
1: I'm excited that it's a Mr.
0: Yeah. Do we call him Mr. or A?
1: <laughs> he called us Charlene and Andy.
0: I think we call him Mr. You want to call him Mr.? I would like to call him Mr. Not Mr. A? No, just Mr. Okay. It's his first name.
1: Dear Charlene and Andy, I have enjoyed your pods and videos for more than a year now and really appreciate your perspectives, the laughs, insights, and anecdotes. I wish I had access to this 10 years ago. Mm. Mm. I am a 38-year-old man, my wife, same age, and I have been married for over eight years, and we have two wonderful boys, both under seven. To avoid the D jokes, you can call us A and B. So we'll just call him A.
0: Why was it going to be D? <laughs> why, it's like, why do you have to say that?
1: Because in the past, we've had a lot of D jokes when someone was named D. Oh, all right. It's a callback. It shows that he listens to our podcast. He he gets
0: good credit for the callback. You're right.
1: So are we calling him Mr. or A? I'd
0: like to call him Mr.
1: Okay. (laughs) We met about 11 years ago, and while we dated, B had everything I was looking for in a partner. We had a lot in common, compatible goals in life, career, family. She is smart, financially responsible, and we made a great team. While we were dating, there was just one thing holding me back. Although I find her attractive, intimacy, sex, was not very good. It seems we were on different pages when it came to sex. Sex is very important to me as it is the way I feel close and connected to my partner. I take pride in doing anything in my power to pleasure my partner, and I see it as my responsibility to ensure she is having a good time, which Rock she on. says she does, yes. I am fairly open sexually and actually feel pleasure in pleasuring her hmm. my spouse says she enjoys sex but she is way more reserved and does not seem to ever let loose when it comes to the deed she is not comfortable with giving or receiving oral i would love nothing more than to go down on her until she asks me to stop she says sex is important to her but in my opinion she just mails it in mails it in
0: Yeah, phones it in mails it in
1: oh ah, i've never it's, heard that before
0: mails it in i like that I think it's a twist on an old saying yeah yeah, it's okay.
1: No, I, I like it. Snail mail. Shit. Yeah,
0: mail's it. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Now. <laughs> if you phone it in, uh, I'm not sure I understand the phrase phoning it in now, now that I think about it. I'm it's,
1: sure people will tune in to tell us what it means.
0: Well, I mean, think about it. Like, so.
1: We know what it oh, means. Oh, I see
0: what you're saying. So instead of. Instead of in person, like, for instance, if someone had a death in the family. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you call them and be like, hey, sorry about the oh, thing. Oh, yeah, As yeah. opposed to going to their home and being like, yeah, hey, yeah, listen, yeah. let me spend some time with you. Let's have a meal. Let's yeah. talk about this. So you're phoning it in. But if you're mailing it in.
1: You know who phoned it in? Who? The ex-best friend.
0: Oh, totally. Of the other caller. Totally. Of the other yeah. email. I writer. was thinking about that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but mailing it in would suggest a slightly more engaged response than phoning it in i think it takes more effort if, if especially we're if talking <laughs> about snail mail because you have to sit down and be like my dearest friend june i am so sorry about the recent passing of your pet raccoon i would like to give you a story about my own passing that possibly okay anyway you get the point we get the idea and you have to Lick the envelope, stamp. Yeah. You got to buy a stamp. Gotta buy you got to write. It's a big so deal. I'm gonna I'm gonna take issue with his <laughs> choice of mailing it in, and I think he should stick to the old adage of phoning it in.
1: Okay, adage. Nice.
0: Again, callback.
1: <laughs> anyway, she mails it in. Perhaps she emails it in. We don't know.
0: Mm, yeah, email's even worse. But e- email and phoning it in are probably about it's the similar. same. Yep. Maybe actually emailing it in is worse is than worse. phoning.
1: Well, nowadays, because phoning. Oh few people make phoning is
0: phoning is extreme when i get a call nowadays an actual call i'm like whoa (laughs) so it's email is the worst phone is second worst but a big step up from email yeah and then snail mail i think is a big step up from phone yep almost a step up from in person (laughs) i would say that he's completely wrong about this usage (laughs) I would prefer to get an actual handwritten letter than to have to deal with, like, making plans with somebody. And, you know, maybe I'm busy or I just don't look good. You know, it's like, I think I I, I take issue with this.
1: Okay. We're getting a little off topic, but we knew what he meant. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. We did. We did. Okay.
1: Okay. In my opinion, she just mails it in without much concern to pleasing me, which I just don't understand. Mm -hmm. Very little engagement, but she does enjoy the work I put in. Yeah. (laughs) Years ago, I planned to break it off, but as I approached the subject, she started crying and I could not bear hurting her this way. So we decided to try and patch things up. I hoped that by working on the relationship and getting married, she would become more comfortable and know that I was not just with her for the sex. Today, after years of marriage and countless therapy sessions, nothing much has changed. Mm. I have not cheated on her, but I'm beginning to feel like I made the biggest mistake of my life. Mm. I have pulled back substantially as I begin to doubt if she ever loved me. In a recent session, I found out that her previous partners left her due to the same issues. From her perspective, she knows what the issue is, but she says she is doing everything she can to remedy it. Seeing a pelvic therapist, trying to give oral once a year, (laughs) etc.
0: Sorry, that's not funny. (laughs) It's actually not funny.
1: No, it's not. Ah, okay.
0: Once a year. I mean, you're guaranteed at least a birthday blowjob. I mean, that's the (laughs) minimum. That's like even a monster gets that.
1: Oh, man. To me, it feels like she is not willing to change or put in much effort. This is very difficult for me as I would do nearly anything to pleasure my partner. This has negatively impacted our relationship and we barely communicate now. Last summer, she brought up divorce and I'm finally thinking this is the Mm. only way forward. In light of Andy's comment on episode 87, which is lifetime friendship being more important than any spark, Mm. what are your thoughts on when one should prioritize their happiness over a failed marriage? We can't call each other friends anymore, but I would hate to negatively impact my boys, especially after being raised in a family that stayed together despite many challenges. At the same time, I think that if I do not break up with her, I will end up cheating. Not that I have the opportunity, but sex is not hard to come by these days.
0: (laughs) That's (laughs) truly a man's perspective. I mean, it's, it's, it is true.
1: It's so true true. for a man today. My God. I mean, he's honest. There has been no form of intimacy for the past eight months. Not even a hug what this is eating me up and the only relief i can find is in hitting the weights but i'm not a beast smiley face. he's good
0: with the callback yeah this guy. yeah he
1: is he's really proving that he's a true shandy yeah, he really is like, like in episode 87 he's he reminding this.
0: us like oh we get it you you like us you like shandy
1: my apologies for the long message mr a mm. from a big city in canada Oh. Yeah. Brilliant. And then he followed up. I didn't ask if for any more details, but he followed up with a couple of more for context. He said, we met online while in grad school. We both have good careers, but no large differences in net worth. Mm-hmm. We did not live together before being married due to some religious reservations she had. I think mm. that's
0: Uh-oh. a big
1: piece of information You're right there in
0: the coal mine.
1: We bought a house shortly together before the wedding and own an investment property together. And it all does not make any sense to me. I cook, clean, I'm handy around the house, but intimacy is very important to me. I must say I don't really embrace conflict. And part of the reason I haven't considered divorce sooner is that I'm concerned to start all over again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, Mr. Mister. (laughs) I knew this would be a tough one. It's both it's easy and hard at the same time. Easy
0: and hard. It's hard to give the easy answer.
1: Yes. And look. When we started this podcast, I, I, I've said before that I'm, I have a hard time giving the advice that one should end a marriage. Like that seems very like major, it's, like it doesn't feel like it. we're in our, in the right place. No. We're, we don't have the authority to tell you. to. We end don't to and do no anything. one
0: wants to, no one wants to tell someone to do that.
1: No. It just sounds like this has been going on for years They've gone to therapy. She admits that it's a problem.
0: And one of the big things here I'd like to mention is that she brought up divorce already. Yes. So it's not like he's breaking her heart. With no. This. She's already.
1: It sounds about like, honestly, it. if they didn't have their boys, they would be done. Yes, by now.
0: I, I don't think, see, this is the way you have to look at a question like this. I don't think you should look at a question like this as giving the ultimatum on divorce. Mm hmm. The answer you're giving is an ultimatum on his happiness. Yes. He's the one asking the question. Yes. So if you want the answer to what's going to make you happier, I at least can almost promise you that a swift and amicable divorce is the way to go here.
1: Unless, and I just always have to plant this idea just in case, they want to open up their relationship.
0: I was going to say that, but it doesn't sound like they're even friends
1: anymore, though. That's the issue. Yeah,
0: you're either there or you're not. And it's not even, there's no canvas to have a polyamorous relationship. They don't, they're not even friends, as you said.
1: They don't even hug.
0: They already are having a polyamorous relationship with in their minds. I'm sure they're both already thinking about other people. He's probably cheated on her a hundred times in his mind.
1: It sounds like she has some issues to work through with sex in general. And it's funny in his follow up thing that that short little bit where she didn't want to live together before getting married for religious reasons. I don't think I'm going out on a limb by saying those religious reasons are probably the same reason she harbors some issues around intimacy in general. And I'm sure there's a lot of guilt and shame. And I don't think she'd be the first person in history to have those issues with sex. So that's not going to solve this problem, her coming to terms with that. It sounds like she's trying to come to terms with it. But there's only so many years you can put in before I think it's just not your problem anymore. I agree. And I, that might sound heartless, but he's got to be happy, too. It doesn't sound like she's happy either. That's and it the, sounds that's like he's doing issue. everything he can that's, unless he's leaving things out. But it it sounds like he's willing to go down on her for hours I, like a blowjob. I'm sorry. It's one thing if she's going to a pelvic floor therapist because she has issues. Like right, look. Right. Some women have issues that down there as we we have an episode on this with yeah. Uchenna Osai. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. Great We're the pelvic episode. floor therapist. Highly recommend. Yeah. So if there's pain issues or she, yeah, she has physical issues with sex. Okay. But the fact that she's not giving him a blowjob more than once a year, are you kidding me? That's a
0: good point. That that shouldn't hurt.
1: No, it doesn't hurt to do that. I'm and, sorry. And it's not
0: like he's not asking for it. He's like basically begging for it.
1: He's begging to the point where he's like, please, I want to salvage our relationship.
0: And I'm not saying that's the hottest approach to get a blowjob is to beg for it. (laughs) But she's put him in this position. (laughs) I've been there before. It's not fun. I think I was there last week. (laughs) I will say this. There are kids involved.
1: Yes. And
0: as we discussed on a prior Q&A and possibly numerous prior Q&A's, kids, yes, they will not be thrilled about a divorce. It's gonna, it's gonna have a cost there. Yeah. However, in the long run, it will be much better for the kids. Yes. Because happy parents. You don't want to be in a household with this this tension, strife, and, 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 and dour experience. They don't hug
1: each other. Can you imagine? It's one no. thing to not give a blowjob behind closed doors. It's not like the kids know yeah, the about kids that. the kids don't
0: see blowjobs. Yeah. <laughs> they see hugs, though.
1: <laughs> they see hugs. Yeah.
0: Or lack thereof. This is being impressed upon them. They are seeing, what am I going to, I want to be like my dad. I want to be like my mom. What does your dad and your mom do? They don't touch each other. Don't worry about the kids. You can have a heart for them. It's not going to be easy.
1: Well, especially since it sounds like, sorry to interrupt you, but they're financially stable. You can get the vibe that they're financially stable. He he mentioned how fiscally responsible his wife is, and that was like a a major reason.
0: No, I have a pretty good (laughs) feeling what their net worth is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like they're doing okay financially, basically. So, what I'm saying is that I do think that helps in divorce yeah. to have two separate homes and to be able to
0: absolutely just make
1: sure the kids are cared for. I think it can get more complicated absolutely. if you can't afford to get divorced.
0: They are the, the, the fact is, you are set up perfectly for divorce. You have a wife who has brought up divorce, you have gone to therapy. Seems like endlessly. Mm-hmm. You have made efforts. You've tried your best. She has given nothing. You have two, two children who are witnessing a loveless, totally loveless, and possibly friendshipless marriage. You have to end this, and I don't feel good about ever saying that. But you're asking me. Mm-hmm. You 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 asked me, Mister Mister Mister. You got to end this, and you got to end it quickly and with love. Mm-hmm. Don't make a fight of it. Have a sit down. And say, listen, this is best for us. This is best for the kids. We gave it our best shot. Let's do this. And hey,
1: they wouldn't be the first. I'm not. I'm not trying to make light of it. But people get divorced all the time. Like marriages end.
0: And by the way, a lot of marriages end. Marriages end sometimes in people's 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. Yeah, he's only 38. Badass, he's only
1: he's 30, 38. That's yeah. what
0: I'm saying. He's you're 38. Trust me. I would rob 10 banks to be 38 again. 38 is young, especially nowadays. 38. I don't even consider a man in this country, a man until he's 36 and that's pushing it. I 37. You've only
1: just become a man, mister. You're just
0: a man. You have your whole life ahead of you and you have two beautiful kids. I assume it doesn't matter if they're beautiful or not. They're kids. You got two kids. I don't know. I don't know what your kids are like, but I'm going to guess based on you, they're good kids. So go out there, Start your life again. Don't worry. You are going to come on. How many girls out there want to have a guy go down on them mercilessly without expecting that much in return? I mean, that's a very good asset. And honestly,
1: here's the thing we can't forget, too. His wife might end up finding a partnership that really suits her better, too. She will. Yes. One where her partner isn't dissatisfied. And I'm sure she feels guilt and shame and all the things around the sex, which is not bad on him. But it's also, you know, I'm sure she could find that, that there are plenty of relationships out there where they're perfectly happy and content with little to no physical intimacy. Yes,
0: I know men who don't care about sex at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's not that many of them, but I know them. <laughs> but what I'm yeah. saying is there is a it's man. It's more
1: common than you think.
0: It is. Everyone thinks men are just yeah. like dogs. Yeah. They just fuck everything the most It's and not And that often true. is true. No, but
1: I have enough friends who want sex more than their partners do, their yes. male partners do, yes. to know that that is a myth for the Total most myth. part. Yeah. Total myth. Yeah.
0: And she can find someone who's just okay with... He might even be relieved. Like, oh, the pressure. I don't have to perform. Like, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. And once in a while... He'll have sex mm-hmm. but it won't be the centerpiece of the relationship it won't be something he needs it won't be something that destroys the friendship and i have to say one more thing i'm not 100 percent sure that in this relationship it was only the sex thing that ruined it yeah. i have a feeling the sex was a trojan horse for some other problems just my guess yeah i don't think it was just sex the sex was the thing that manifested itself yeah
1: because it. it reflects so much more it reflects it's, it's someone expressing stuff. a need yeah. the way they feel connected and you know, I think he's in a tough position because he's the guy, right? And yeah. there's this stigma, you know, your man. Oh, you want sex? you're, you're going to divorce your wife because she's not having sex with you? You right. scumbag! No. But it really is a huge part of a romantic relationship. Yeah. And I gotta say, sexual compatibility should be on people's deal breaker lists when they're dating,
0: unless sex is totally unimportant to them. Y-
1: in which case, yeah, write it off. But I really I think not enough people pay attention to this. They're more like, oh, what's on paper? And then they're like, okay, well the sex, you know, it works. It's serviceable. Yeah. I think that not enough people pay attention to the fact that if it's not good in the beginning, the odds of it getting way better are slim.
0: They are. And uh, there'll be people who tell you that's not true. But yeah, sure, on the margins it's not true. But but mostly it's true. Sex
1: gets way better. It starts out with a seedling of some, a possibility something. of seeing things in more or less and the same way. And a willingness to adventure, a willingness
0: to try new things and, 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 and listen to your partner. She's shut and just, off. And
1: just even have it to even do just it. Just try something. Yes. The fact that she won't give him a blowjob once a year. Once like a year. Like that's something they're working on is her giving him a blowjob once a year. That's
0: awful. It's, it's almost like a prison camp where like on Christmas they give them like a big bowl of rice it's horrible oh my god (laughs) you know what i'm talking about right
1: i I, kind of
0: i've seen enough like vietnam war movies like where they're like oh today it's christmas here is a bowl of rice without maggots in it that's the image i had in my head of this relationship
1: mr mr
0: mr mr (laughs) mr by the way good 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 80s one hit one one hit wonder or two hit wonder really how does it go mr mr um oh what's the mr mr song
1: You can do it. I believe in you. Mr.
0: Mr. I can do this. Won't you. Oh, wait. So, (laughs) so, so, so. Where does it start? Don't know. So won't you take these broken wings and learn (laughs) to fly again and learn to do some other things I forget. I bet no one knows who wrote that. I mean, some people do. The band knows who wrote it.
1: Don't, don't give it away. Maybe they can but, guess. Uh,
0: well, I already gave it away by saying Mr. Mister.
1: Oh, was that the name of the band?
0: Why do you think I started singing? <laughs> I think I just break into 80s hits for no reason? I mean, that's one of the greatest one-hit wonders of all time.
1: Oh, I, it sounds catchy. You,
0: you don't know the song?
1: I mean, vaguely. Maybe I would recognize the recording. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. But you
1: sang it beautifully.
0: I don't know you anymore. <laughs>
1: Anyway, what's our point, Mister?
0: Our point is that you are young, you can start again. there is no there is no damage more in doing this than not doing it.
1: yes, that's a good way of looking at it. I've said before on this podcast that it comes down to what path would haunt you the least. Mm-hmm. I mean one of these paths is obviously going to haunt him a great deal and possibly yes. for the rest of his life.
0: I promise you uh, this is a this is I'm um, I'm I'm promising him. You can come back to me and like I don't know what I can give you in return if I'm wrong, like money, I don't know. <laughs> I promise you that there's going to be some hard months after this, definitely. It's not going to be easy, but within a year, you are going to be so much happier mm-hmm. and I guarantee you you are going to meet someone who is much better suited for you, and you are going to be so thrilled. And you're going to think, wow, I'm, y- I'm not even 40 yet. <laughs> My
1: whole life has become, I, you don't get how young you are. Damn it. Also, I want to add to that, his wife will also find someone who's yes. better suited
0: to her. You are doing your wife a favor and sadly you are doing your kids a favor. It's not sad. No. It's whatever the word is. You're doing your kids a favor. You're doing everybody a favor. Yeah. Everyone gets favors. You, your kids, your and wife, your friends, her friends, yep. the kids, friends, kids' future friends, kids' future partners. Everybody's happy.
1: Okay, mister, mister. <laughs> yeah. I think we've made our thoughts known. Yes. Of course, everything... Should be taken with a grain of salt here. We're not qualified. We're not your therapist and all mm-hmm. that stuff. It sounds like you're doing all the work. But based on what you've told us, I think we've made our thoughts known. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Go forth, Good young luck. man. Good luck. Okay. do You want to do one more? Yeah. Okay. I've been saving this one. Oh, won't you
0: take these broken wings? How do you not know that song?
1: Uh, I mean, it's possible I would know the, re- the recording. And your singing is beautiful, but sometimes a cappella singing is not... The way to- Can I
0: play it just quickly? No.
1: Okay. <laughs> Shall we continue?
0: You would have had to have like a uh, synth. It would be like...
1: Duh, duh,
0: duh, duh. <laughs> that was the background.
1: I liked the commitment.
0: Thank you. These broken wings and learn to fly again learn to do those things.
1: All right. This next question is from anonymous
0: so much fear out there. I know.
1: No one's giving their names anymore. No,
0: they're worried about getting shandied. <laughs> Shandy. Whatever that means.
1: Dear Shandy, I have been a big fan of the podcast and could use your honest wisdom. Apologies in advance for the length, but this story spans many years. And for the record, it's not that long. Usually the people that apologize for the length, their emails are not that long. Mm. It's the ones that don't ever mention the length. (laughs) I can't use it
0: because it's so long. That tells you something about the personalities.
1: I am a 31-year-old female, and it was back in high school when I first met Jay. She gives a name, but because she's going anonymous, and I'm not sure if this is a fake name, I'm just saying Jay. You're protecting the innocent. He was nerdy and shy with an early 2000s emo haircut. I grew up in a small rural Canadian town. So even though we didn't orbit the same social circles, we still knew each other. We would chit chat in class and we became friends at the end of senior year. We decided to keep in touch while we went to different universities. We would message each other, and I'd see him on holidays when we were both visiting home. I started to see him differently as time passed. He was shorter and heavier set in high school, but he had a growth spurt, and now he was tall and lean.
0: Ah, classic 80s movie. <laughs> Or early 2000s, I guess.
1: It's to suit his haircut. Yeah. We stayed long distance friends during our undergraduate studies, but afterward he decided to move to my city. Shout out from Ottawa. Nice.
0: Wait, Ottawa's the small town?
1: No, she, no, no, to go to law school. So he went to Ottawa to go to law school. Okay. Ottawa's not a small rural Canadian town, Andy.
0: (laughs) Defensive much? (laughs)
1: I just realized the point you were making. (laughs) It was then that our friendship blossomed into a relationship and it was bliss. We had an amazing intellectual and emotional bond. We could make each other laugh easily and talk for hours on end about anything. It was effortless except in one key area The bedroom.
0: Uh, Oh, there's a theme
1: here in our emails. The sex felt mechanical and lacked any passion to make it worse. His appearance was changing and he started to gain back the weight he had lost when he was younger. This issue festered and we broke off our relationship at the age of 25. It was amicable and we would still check in with each other on occasion. Sometimes we would even go for walks and catch up, but it remained platonic. The last time we met again was at Thanksgiving this year while we were back in our hometown. We got together for a late night walk and I started to get the sense from the way he looked at me that he still had feelings for me. We haven't talked since, and I'm confused about how I feel. As shallow as this sounds, it bothers me that he is still overweight. I've had several fleeting relationships since our breakup six years ago, and although I've discovered amazing sex, I've never had the same kind of connection with anyone else. Mm -hmm. Jay and I have both been single for over a year. I feel quite selfish saying all this, and he deserves someone who desires him sexually and it shouldn't feel forced. Although I can't help but wonder if he took care of his appearance more and stayed in shape, maybe it could work again. Also, when we were together, I didn't communicate my sexual needs and I stayed quiet with my sexual dissatisfaction for fear of hurting his feelings. Perhaps if I could have been more open to communicating with him on sex, that could have bridged this gap. I worry that if we do attempt to rekindle the romance and it fails, then that would seal the end of our long and meaningful friendship forever. Mm -hmm. Dear Shandy, please help. Sincerely Anonymous.
0: Well, I would refer back to Mr. Mister's question. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not doing it. Um, But Mr. Mister.
1: We're just calling him Mr. Mr.
0: Uh, oh, I think that was already decided upon. So Mr. Mr. had only one of the problems she has. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that there was a physical attraction there. Yeah, There was never discussion of that. He had only one of the problems she's having and it is now resulting in potentially a divorce. Yeah. She has two problems. And again, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong or indifferent to not want to be with someone who's overweight. I'm not I'm just saying some people like people.
1: we're going to get to that in a second. Some people
0: (laughs) like people who are skinny. Some people like some people don't care. It's a deal breaker. It's not. It's irrelevant. She's telling us what she needs and what she wants. Mm -hmm. And we're listening. So she's asking us this question with this evidence and her. The evidence is she both. He's very concerned about his physical appearance and the altering of his physical appearance yeah. down the road, which is a be- very it's, important issue. Yes. It's gonna be a real thorn in her side, even if it's kept under wraps, it's always gonna be there, like, oh, you're eating too much, or uh, oh, you're not exercising uh, enough, or oh, you're on the couch playing games too much, you're watching too much TV. It's gonna be a problem. But also, on top of that, the sex is terrible.
1: Yeah. And she thinks that now they've learned, you know, they've, they've come a long way. She's had more sex. She could communicate her needs. Mm -mm. I personally think anonymous this, you have a great friendship that you both value and cherish. That's where this should stay. Agreed. So, you know, I like to play this game where we reverse the genders. Mm -hmm. I can't help myself. Would we be that big fan of hers, meaning his, the guy in the situation, if his attraction to the woman was so dependent on whether or not the woman gained weight right. or lost the weight or ha- how they maintained their physical appearance.
0: It would be it would be a very, a very um, not good thing.
1: <laughs> it would have a very different tone. I agree. And Anonymous, I'm not judging you because I do think everyone has their preferences, their mm-hmm. type. You know, I, I get that. And some people are just cannot be sexually attracted to someone who does not look like their type. I actually think this happens for a lot of people. Yep. They they can't even fathom getting naked with someone who they don't yep. think looks good in their eyes naked.
0: And that's uh, you can't judge that.
1: No, you know I I, maybe I kind of do a little bit just because I think that it should really be about this. You know, weight comes, and you know, weight, you put on weight, you lose weight. Your goal is to find someone who you are attracted to, even when they're at their worst. So they could be at their peak weight. And I'm not saying that you're like, ooh, you're just as hot as the day I met you. But you still love them and find right. them on the whole as as a sexual attractive being because you love them so much. But maybe that's idealistic. No, it,
0: it's idealistic, but also true. I mean, you should love someone so deeply and be so attracted to them that you love them in any form. Till death do you part. Yeah. As a 90-year-old woman or man, yeah. you still love them. Yeah, Not necessarily want to jump their bones like crazy, but maybe you do. Yeah, Literal bones. <laughs> but the point is, is that she doesn't have whether it's because she can't get over the physical appearance or not mm-hmm. or she can't get over the fact that the sex is bad which mm-hmm. is we can Well, predict. it was
1: 6 years ago that the sex was bad. I mean, so much has happened since then. It's possible he's now amazing in bed and and she knows exactly how to communicate her wants and all that. But my issue is really more so about her fickleness with his appearance. She's only attracted to him on certain terms. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. I agree. And maybe if they had sex once, it turned out to be great. That would go away. But I actually think it would haunt their relationship.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. She
1: brings it up multiple times in this relatively short email.
0: Yeah. The issue isn't really about whether she's attracted or not to heavy people. It's about the fact that she can't overlook that with him based on his other characteristics. Yes,
1: it's too conditional. Yeah. I, I think he deserves someone who wants to be with him even when he's a little heavier yes and
0: personally. you shouldn't just be stressed about it
1: no you think that it doesn't bother him yeah when someone fluctuates in weight believe me it bothers them more than anyone
0: well it, and, and you look let's be honest here there is some responsibility in a relationship if he's aware of her sensitivity to this he shouldn't get to the point where they need like uh, you know heavy machinery to get yes. him out of the doorway No, I'm not
1: saying that's that a responsibility love is blind. Yeah, he
0: needs to I get carry. that.
1: John Kim in Single on Purpose does mm. talk about this. And I think he's right. You know, there is an element of like, just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you just give up. Right. You know, you, it's part of your duty as a partner in a relationship to keep maintaining yourself. Keep, Absolutely. Keep investing in yourself and
0: do your best. Yeah,
1: exactly. Don't just let it all go to shit just because you found someone basically. Yeah. But I think that Anonymous, you're looking just for someone that you haven't met yet. And I don't think it's this friend, because I think if you really wanted to give this a go, you wouldn't be writing into a podcast I about agree. this.
0: This is, again, the meta, the meta issue.
1: She has all the information about him as a person that she needs to know. Yeah. He's a, a loyal friend. He sounds like a great guy. They make each other laugh. They have so much in common. All this stuff that would make a good partner. But she's still hung up on his weight. Yeah. I don't know how much we're talking. Are we talking 10 pounds, 20 pounds, 50 pounds? But
0: It doesn't really matter.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't think it does, personally. It, it doesn't
0: really matter. I think she knows what the right thing to do is here. She even answered her own question yes. at the end by saying, should I just stay friends with him and not yeah. risk jeopardizing the friendship? Yes. Yes. You answered your question. You know the answer. Yeah. This is not a romantic thing. It is a friend thing. And cherish and and protect the friendship mm-hmm. here. And no judgments. There's no judgments here. You have wants and needs. I think you have a need to have someone who's relatively fit. And you have a need to have someone who's not terrible in bed. I don't think those are wants for her. I think they're needs. And there's nothing to be ashamed about. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Yes. So listen to yourself. Maintain the friendship. And find that person who fits those
1: Yeah, I think she's making that mistake. (laughs) What is that? The slots? A a
0: peg. Yeah, like a peg (laughs) going into a slot, I guess. I I think
1: she's making that mistake that people often do where they think that their only options are the ones that they already know about.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So many people do this. Why does she think that it's just this guy or, or the guys that she she's went to
0: high school with him?
1: Yeah. Like you are only 31. You have yet to meet so many people yeah. and it's easier now to meet people than ever. I know it's not the best dating climate in the world, but it also means you can meet so many people you would never otherwise meet. You're not limited to your existing social circles right. or neighbors like in the old days yeah. or coworkers. You know, this guy serves a purpose in your life. He's a wonderful friend.
0: Yeah, keep it that way. And she
1: honestly didn't even sound like she was interested in him romantically until she got the vibe that he was interested in her romantically. Seems that way. It kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. I think it would be selfish to pursue this romantically, given how conditional it seems. I agree. She knows him way too well. They're way too close as friends to do that to him. And you're
0: putting so much pressure on him in the relationship because God forbid, you know, he starts gaining a few pounds. It's going to be an elephant, no pun intended, in the room.
1: <laughs> also, the sex. What if the sex is not what she thinks it could be?
0: It's not It's be. more
1: likely it's, than not. Look, not. I'll say this. I will say this. The people in my life who I had bad sex with and then years later had sex with again,
0: I am, I am it with is you. never better. I am with you. I am with you.
1: <laughs> right? That I, doesn't typically I, change that much.
0: I'm not saying there aren't exceptions to the rule. There probably are a lot. But I've had both sides, long gaps in between.
1: What do you mean both sides?
0: I've had both re doing bad sex and redoing good sex. Okay. Like after a long gap, it's always I'm not sure same. how to say that better yeah. <laughs> You to get what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. I didn't and realize we were including good sex in this, but okay.
0: You know how, when you have like, when you smell something like for me, it's banana scratch and sniff. <laughs> if I smell anything that smells like that, I go right back to third grade. Yeah. Instantly. I know what you mean.
1: For me, it's an Avon hand cream. Oh, interesting. Avon. Yeah, there's a specific Avon hand cream. And I have spent most of my adult life trying to find that scent again. Oh. And once in a while, I'll smell it from someone walking by and I'll be like, "Ah, Avon hand cream. Oh,
0: and that brings you back to what? To
1: my childhood. The Avon lady would come by and she smelled like Avon hand cream. I thought it was the best smell ever. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. But yours is banana scratch and sniff. What's our point with
0: this? <laughs> I, I was getting to it. Yeah, I have a point. There, there is a point. Yeah. Although this is an important topic, I think the it is smell bringing back memories, you know, yeah, reminiscings, Remin- reminiscence,
1: it, Rem- inducing. Re- oh my god!
0: What's the noun Nostalgia. of reminisc- reminiscence?
1: Reminiscence? Yeah, just reminiscence. Okay.
0: When I had the next sex, with both the first one that wasn't good and the first one that was good yeah it brought me back to that place where I was like, oh my god this is exactly what it was before <laughs> yeah I'm like right back to whatever it was five six seven eight years ago nothing had changed yeah it was like a like a peg in a slot no pun intended again
1: <laughs> you know I'm not saying you can't change people or people cannot change but I tend to think that if someone is bad in bed at 25, it reflects a certain taste level. Mm -hmm. A certain like interest level in just or a compatibility thing that doesn't really go away. It's not like suddenly after five years, you're like, oh, this is how you do
0: it. Can I I'm going to I'm going to lay down. I'm going to really I'm going to put myself on the line. Okay. I'm going to make a a black and white statement. (laughs) Okay. Leaving aside pre-18, you know, finding yourself. And even then, I mean, it's not totally left aside, but leaving aside when you're basically almost a child and learning your body and experiencing things for the first time. Aside from that, I'm going to say this. Being good in bed is an, an innate ability. It does not get better. If it gets better, it's mechanically better because you've learned tricks. But the passion, the innate desire, and the innate abilities never change. And I am standing by that. So if you have someone who's bad in bed, they're always going to be bad in bed. <laughs> Period.
1: I think Mr. Mister would agree with you on that. Oh, Mr.
0: Mister is living proof <laughs> of this. His broken wings are still broken and he's not going to fly.
1: I have to admit the times in my life where years had passed and I had ex sex. It was always the same. It all it did was reinforce the memory that I had kind of tried to massage because I was like, "Oh, but all these other things were in place. Oh, that he was so good on paper. This yeah. was there. You know, he loved me so much." It's like maybe after all these years,
0: no, the Avon hand cream <laughs> came what? right back. Right? <laughs>
1: it's so
0: weird. not the point.
1: Kind of. Yeah, I know what you mean. All I'm saying is, if anything. It was worse than I remembered because I was older and wiser and, and more experienced more. and had experienced better sex yeah. and had expected maybe he had had better mm-mm, sex too. Mm-mm. And that would be reflected in the sex we now had. And it didn't. So it on I top of it all. I stayed again,
0: once bad in bed, always bad in bed. Once good in bed, always good in bed.
1: I'd like to think that one person's bad in bed could be someone else's good in bed.
0: That's fine too. I'm not saying that. That's totally possible. Yeah. But from a from a from like a like a sommelier of sex. Yes. They can someone who knows what a good sex and a bad (laughs) sex is. A bad sex always bad. A good sex always good. A bad sex can get a little more more effort. Yes. There can be more effort. Yeah. But you can you can see through it. It's mechanical. It's not coming from. A a furnace deep inside, a real place of innate desire and passion. (laughs) I'm just saying. That's what I feel. Interesting that these are both Canadian stories. Mr. Mr. and... and, um, Anonymous. Anonymous.
1: The latest anonymous.
0: Yeah, the latest anonymous. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think, uh, gun to your head, all the people in Canada, all the people in America, on average, which country do you think is better in bed?
1: Ooh, I actually think I'm extremely qualified to answer this because my number is almost exactly 50-50. So if I had to really think about this, I got to say Canada has a slight edge. I mean, you're obviously you're the best, but the success rate for goodness of the sex was definitely unquestionably better with, with Canadians.
0: Wow. Okay. I think you were going to get a lot of American hate. Like, <laughs> no, I've had sex with one American and one Canadian. The American was better. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> People write in serious like, comments on YouTube. They're like, no, but seriously, I think you guys need to check yourselves. <laughs> men in America are much better in bed. And it's obvious because I've had sex with men in both countries. And not
1: in that it's actually bad. does sound like the kind of comment someone would leave on YouTube. <laughs>
0: I I want someone. Someone will
1: find a way to be offended by that.
0: I I have a challenge. I want someone to write a comment that's hating on what Charlene just said, but make it so subtle (laughs) in its humor that we almost don't know that it's funny. And if you do that, I will respond, and I will. I will yes, pin you will be pinned. pinned. But it's got to be a little funny. It can't be so serious that no one gets a joke.
1: Okay, I mean, we've gone off on many, many tangents. Yes, we have. I think we've answered anonymous as well. Oh, question. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anonymous. Your friend deserves someone for whom the feelings for him are not so conditional.
0: Agreed.
1: Yeah, that was poor grammar. No, but, but you I knew got what I, meant. It.
0: I read exactly what you were saying.
1: Yeah. You just haven't, I think, met the person yet and you are making the mistake of assuming that all the options you have are the ones you already know about yep and as people who are older Mm -hmm. than you yes i think we i don't know if we're actually wiser but i feel like speak for yourself we we have some wisdom to impart Mm -hmm. i think you should just keep this in the friendship category that
0: you owe it to both of yourselves yes to not pursue this romantically and to maintain the friendship
1: exactly all right, anonymous. Good luck. All right, then, Andy. I think that's a wrap for the Q and Yeah, feeling good.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was good. It was interesting slew of questions.
1: Oh, it wasn't your favorite session.
0: No, I said it was interesting. <laughs> Although I have to be honest, when people say things are interesting, usually, usually not a compliment. <laughs> yeah, if someone cooks you dinner and you say, "Oh, this is uh, this is interesting,"
1: <laughs> I've never had anything like it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I've never had anything this bad. Yeah, no, this but- is the
1: best thing I've ever seen you do. <laughs>
0: There are many ways.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, I do think it actually was an interesting sloop.
0: It was an interesting sloop. I meant that literally, not in the way you say to someone's cooking.
1: <laughs> All right. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we're going to ask of you, and that is to keep dear Shandy in business. And you can do that by... Liking. Subscribing.
0: Telling your friends.
1: Hitting the notification bell.
0: Liking us on something. L- liking <laughs> us on...
1: You already said liking. Oh
0: following us on instagram
1: leaving us apple podcast ratings and reviews and generally
0: doing the things that you would do to help a a nascent still nascent
1: (laughs) yeah i feel still nascent we're a
0: toddler now yeah i think we're a we're a a very rambunctious toddler
1: (laughs) podcast that you enjoy yes and consume Mm -hmm. and on that note i think that's a wrap thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time on dear shandy bye i yeah.